Yo, welcome back to another Return to Play podcast. I'm your host, Steven Navarro. With me, as always, Mr. Danny. And we have football. We are watching NFL football right now. We are watching the Hall of Fame game. Uh, not not the worst game. A lot of penalties, obviously. But um, it's actually been fairly entertaining. I, I would say it's not the worst one I've ever watched. And I, I do have the over here, so we'll see. We need 11 more points in basically the entire – well, yeah, in the entire second half. So we'll see if I can get two touchdowns or a few scores here, a few field goals. But um, let's go into – I have a couple gripes, one being YouTube TV and Sunday Ticket. I bought the Sunday Ticket without the YouTube TV subscription. Because YouTube TV is $73 a month before tax, and that's asinine. So without the bundle of YouTube TV with Sunday Ticket, without the bundle, you can't watch the preseason games. They don't, you're not getting any preseason games. And I say that's bullshit if you're saying I get every out-of-market game. Uh, the The... Games, the preseason games are still out of market for me, and I have no way of watching them without Sunday ticket. And so you're saying I could watch every single out of market preseason game only if I have the YouTube TV subscription, but those channels don't all provide all, every single preseason game. So it's a load of bullshit, and that pisses me off. And that's super greedy of them. Like it's preseason football. The, the, oh, like you are not getting anyone to give you the the extra money for for just those preseason games. Like uh, I get, I guess though they want you to get that one month. Like I'm itching for football, so they'll think I'm gonna sign up for YouTube TV. I'll just do it for one month so I can watch the preseason games as well. And then I'll either forget to cancel my subscription or just say F it. I'll, I'll keep the YouTube TV. But uh, that that's uh, very shysty by you, Google. Uh, they, they are offering th- a three week free trial period, which I, you know, I could basically get all of that then on the trial. But um, yeah, bullshit. Riddle me this. This would be a good question to answer. For I'm sure a podcast listener out there, but if you subscribe, like in your situation, if you don't have YouTube TV but you just get Sunday Ticket, do you still get like a DVR with that? Like, can you record the games? Yeah, you get. Um, or like you can go back the next day. The, the next day, you can watch all the games. That's uh, it. No, like after, oh, like you can go back way after the fact and rewatch. Yeah, stuff. yeah. I mean, that's how it's always been with Directv. If you had Sunday Ticket, you could go back and watch the games on demand uh, at any point in the season. I assume that that's the case here. But if you have, in my situation, if you don't have YouTube TV, you obviously can't watch Sunday Night Football or any of the primetime games because those are on those local networks, which are obviously only a part of having a, a cable subscription. But yeah, you, I assume you could watch on demand um, 
but that would be even extra bullshit. But I don't know because actually, wouldn't that be the all twenty two service like with NFL.com? I don't know. Um, that's above my pay grade. Yeah, I know. Well, that's to watch the all twenty two camera angle. I'm just trying to figure out what the hell to do with my TV services for the fall. I still haven't canceled my direct TV. So, you know, I have the, the information page pulled up. Yes, you can, you can watch NFL. If you sign up for NFL Sunday ticket, you get access to record and watch games with the DVR feature in the YouTube TV app. Even when you only purchase the, Sunday Hell ticket. Yeah. So you could but I don't I think you may have to record choose that that game to record it sounds like. And then there is obviously a gigabyte limit on how much you can record. Insightful. So, well there you have it listeners. Yeah. The only the only big benefit that they have added is that you can do quad box now. Oh um, yeah. So yeah, that will be big time to do to be able to do quad box, um, and I can have red zone the Steelers, the Browns, and a, a third game on there. Um, so that's about it, though. That's about the only benefit. And right now, I believe it's still fifty dollars off um, Sunday ticket, but that's very shortly running out. Maybe by the end of the week, even. Oh, never mind. $50 off until September 19th, never mind. So you got until the end of week one to do $50 off, which means it is, <laughs> you ready for this? If you want Sunday ticket and Red Zone without the YouTube TV subscription, after the $50 off, it's $440. It's pretty similar to what it was with DirecTV, I feel like. Yeah, it's about a, I think that's a hundred dollars more than I think it was three fifty with Directv, but you obviously had to have Directv to to get that. So you know that is about the same. And and if you have YouTube TV subscription, it's a hundred less, so it'd be three forty if you have the monthly YouTube TV subscription. And I, you know, I don't know if um they don't lock you in. You can cancel at any time. So I guess if you subscribed and with the YouTube TV base package and then canceled YouTube TV a month later, it's still $73 a month. So it's, it's only $25 less than to do that um, scheme. And I don't even know if they'll be cool with that. So yeah, I don't know. That's tough. Um, and then obviously the Thursday night football is exclusive to prime TV. So <sighs> it's so dumb. This is all so dumb. Yeah. It's going back to, you're basically going to be paying as much or more for all of this than we were just having a cable yeah, subscription, sure. but it is what it is. This is the only thing I pay premium money for is NFL football. I don't, I don't usually buy UFC pay-per-views. I usually don't. I'm not going to buy any other league pass. So this is the one thing I can justify it. And I definitely get my use out of it. So still bullshit. I should get those preseason games. That is that is bullshit. All right. Enough enough of that. Um any anything else? I won't I won't get into how Sony and PlayStation's fucking me too at the moment. Uh I, but I'm not now I kind of want to know. 
But no, I have no parting words. Let's get in the into some football news. If we have time at the end, uh, I will I will bitch about PlayStation. Um, yeah, let's just jump. Oh, we're gonna keep it short and sweet. Injury updates and a couple injury themes going on, and then um, a couple women World Cup notes and bets. Draw of the week, of course. Uh, Premier League starts next weekend, so next weekend we'll have a, a Premier League draw of the week for you, of course. Uh, that's already around the corner, so we're getting a whole month of Premier League before you know real football starts, so that's nice. And the, the championship, the, the sub-tier to the Premier League starts uh, this weekend, so. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just saying there's hella draws of the week to choose yeah, from. That's true, that's true. Um, so let's get right into injury updates. And we have Zach Charbonnet. He's returned to practice after a shoulder injury. They have ne- they never came out and said what it was, but only missing f- about five days. Uh, you know, obviously nothing structural. So he should be fully back. And Kenneth Walker is still dealing with. Ooh, I forget his injury. Uh, but Kenneth Walker is is way more questionable for week one, possibly even uh, the first couple weeks of the season. So, you know, if Kenneth Walker continues, you know, when you start the season with an injury, really tough to to keep trucking through it for, for 18, 19 weeks and, uh, and keep playing. So, you know, Zach... Chardonnay is uh, maybe a great mid-round running back pickup Leaper. there for the Seahawks. Yeah, Kenneth Walker not practicing with a groin injury, so Ooh. that is that is something that can nag for a while. Yes, that's not what you want. Well, it it is a little bit more common than you think when when camp first starts. So they are obviously taking precautionary route with him. So you know, I would say if they let that thing recover fully um which would take about four to six weeks then you know he should be in the clear for a low risk at re-injuring it but not a great trend to start there let's move on to kansas city chiefs isaiah pacheco pacheco cleared in about two to three weeks it said august 20th i don't know how they came up with an exact day a month later that they they said he'd be back to full practice but you know he should be rb1 still uh returning in that role they still do have ceh and mckinney so you know still a running back by committee situation there in kansas city and uh pacheco though should get a lot of pass catching opportunities this season and if he's drops to you in fantasy i would say he would be a a worthwhile pickup even even with this uh small injury here to his i believe his ankle i just had it and then i switched tab i, I turned that tab into sunday ticket um anyway pacheco should be back and no worries on him and then let's move on to oh we got one more running back on the list you want to talk about javante williams sounds like he's progressing Pretty well. Uh, They said they expect him to play in the preseason, which obviously is a huge sign for him being ready 
by the regular season. So I think that's, I mean, he, he's probably going much lower ADP wise because of the questions around just coming back from the ACL. Was it a clean ACL? I feel like yeah. it was ACL MCL. I don't know. I thought let me, it was let me just, double check that real quick. But, but so, yeah, I mean, so he's, he's someone you can probably slide up pretty, uh, you know, maybe take him a couple rounds before his. He is going AD. in the seventh round. That's probably fair. I mean, you could take him in the sixth or fifth if you like are high on him. But I mean, um, if they're if they're planning on playing him in the preseason, then obviously he's going to be ready during the season. So yeah, I, and I still like Samaje P Ryan to as a, a pass catching back uh, in that situation as well. So especially with Sean Payton, um, I think he'll definitely use use both there because they are complementary to each other. So I think uh, in, in PPR, half PPR, Samaj P. Ryan actually carries a little bit more value to him, even though he'll get less volume. This is uh, just looking at underdog. His ADP is 83.3. So, yeah, uh, this was. Yeah, so that's. This, I went back to draft sharks. It's our last day of our draft sharks trial. Uh, so they're. On their ADP, um, I think they take uh, several different. Wow, touchdown Browns! All right, all right, we're looking great for the over. You're gonna kick a field goal and then nobody's gonna score. Uh, well, they have to either kick an extra point here. Too, so that, well, I was assuming uh, the extra point goes in, but it is uh, it is a York. So who knows? Oh yeah, thirty. Oh, so I still that- if that field four. goal at the beginning costs you, you'll be sick. Yep, that'll be a great. That'll be right in mid-season form here for me. Uh, oh, right down the pipe. Yeah, you need, you're almost there. Yep, I'm almost there. We're, we need four more points. We've got a quarter and a half to do it. Uh, let's stick with Denver here and the unfortunate wide receiver situation that they face with Tim Patrick's rupturing his Achilles. That's a out for the year, probably out of the league. Um, you know, I t- that's really tough. We've covered that uh, in prior preseasons that Achilles ruptures usually means a severe decrease in production at wide receiver and running back, more so at running back, but still uh, Tim Patrick, kind of an older guy. He got his guaranteed money, though. Happy for that. and um, But super unfortunate he could never – uh, get a full season in after that fact. And then even worse news, KJ Hamler, Penn State alum, pericarditis. So a uh, non-football injury. He's not going to get any of his money for this year and not going to get to play any more football. Can, you want to you wanna give a little touch on pericarditis? I think he still gets paid. I think – I think he no, just it's non-football enough. related injury before camp started, so they don't have to pay him. For I, this I gotta, I gotta look into that. But I feel like he gets a, he gets a, some sort of like check. It just doesn't count against their like they're free from like counting against the cap. But I don't know. I will. So your pericardium, the he has pericarditis, which is in, inflammation of a of the. Uh, so tar- so weird to use non-medical terms. 
the outer lining of the heart um, is your pericardium. Yeah, I mean, it just is a, it's a heart condition that obviously... Inflammation of that tissue. Yes, and is, uh, you know, if you're being a professional athlete and putting strain on your heart, it obviously makes that dangerous, going to have a lot of pain with that. Um, it is, uh, does usually have a, a good prognosis, so he should, you know, be able to get healthy and then come back <laughs> next year. Well, I have an update. As of 15 hours ago, they did not put him on that NFI list. I was correct by saying if you are on the NFI list, you're not, you can't get paid for that year and you can't play that year. They waived him. And by doing that, uh, Sean Payton said he might be able to come back as early as like October. Oh, hell yeah. Um, if, if everything goes, you know, to the best rehab um, prognosis possible, which is obviously a full recovery. So they, he does have a chance to play this year, even all the way in October here. Or I mean, or just whenever he gets medically cleared. Yeah, so be, I, would, know, I mean, then he's then he's free to sign with anybody. Um, I do want to touch on uh, on Tim Patrick too. Yeah, Steve Steve said, you know, at least he got his contract before his back to back injuries. It's kind of the. Uh, the Clay Thompson situation, the, the ACL, and then the Achilles. As soon as you come back, uh, but what's interesting is Tim Patrick. It was the opposite leg. He tore his right ACL and then left Achilles. I think. I'm I'm checking in now to see if if uh, Clay Thompson. What you would you would think you're more predisposed to tear on the same leg. So, so for Tim Patrick, it might just be kind of like a, a fluke thing, not really as a result of, you know, his or, leg being weakened from the ACL. Or was he overcompensating with Pro- the opposite? Yeah, know? putting more and, strain and putting, the, put, yeah, more stress the opposite limb. Regardless, tough for Tim Patrick. He carries a uh, $13 million cap hit next year. So Oof. for a guy who hasn't taken a snap in what will be basically three years at that point. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's not gonna be. He's not gonna be on the team. Hopefully, he can at least, uh, you know, take a minimum contract somewhere and, you know, parlay that into a resurgence, or at least just make a make a roster and continue his career. Because definitely showed some promise, and then uh, tough, tough way to go out there. But yeah, Broncos are definitely gonna wave him next year. You got to think. Yeah, uh, let let's keep it with two more wide receiver updates here. Uh, Cooper Cup, obviously going in the first round of best ball all year. I have 0% shares of Cooper Cup. I think the Rams are going to absolutely stink this year. I think Matt Stafford has, I said, best case scenario, he has kind of like a Big Ben farewell season where he is average, you know, quarterback 20-ish, 15 to 20-ish, and then, um, you know, Cooper Cup's going to suffer from that. And then, you know, if Matt Stafford does get hurt, it's um, Stetson Bennett throwing him the ball. So you could kind of tell how that goes. But Cooper Cup's injury is a hamstring strain to start camp. Pretty uh, not very surprising, honestly. A guy that didn't play the last half of the year spent his time rehabbing, and now he's just getting back to you know full speed drills and and practice. And now you know the soft tissue uh, takes the the damage there. And 
tough for Cooper Cup, obviously an elite talent, but I I just don't see the Rams being a good team, and and thus uh, Cooper Cup is not worth a first first round pick um, at all. His chances of having the first round upside is uh, slim to none in my in my opinion. I'm calling that now, and I I'm sure his season totals have taken a hit, but would imagine that uh, I will take Cooper Cup season under, and I will take Matthew Stafford season under as well. I slightly disagree with you. I think the Rams will be – I don't think they're going to be absolute trash. I think they're healthy. Uh, Cup, I'm not too worried about uh, hamstring. You know, they'll be cautious with him and not rushing back. I think last year, even after Stafford went down, he was still producing crazy no matter who was throwing him the ball. Um, so, yeah, I'm not – let me let me see where he, I mean his ADP is four point six. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't take him. You know if I'm picking early first round, I wouldn't take him if he drops to the end of the first round. I'd be comfortable with it, but I don't I don't think it's going to be as as bad as Steve's expecting. Uh, Just call my shot. No, you you know it's a it's a you're yeah. you're fully entitled to uh, take that prediction. The um, interesting thing here, Clay Thompson. Left ACL, right Achilles. So there, we, we we'll have to look into uh, kind of what Steve's saying, kind of overcompensating, um, putting more, you know, cutting off that opposite limb more because you're more confident in that leg. That leg's stronger, so you're putting more strain through the Achilles. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if there's any any type of correlation with that because both of those scenarios were the were the opposite limb. Uh, on underdog. Unless I'm missing something here, they they took Cooper Cup off the board for his season over under, and they took Matthew Stafford off the board as well for the over under. So that's just underdog. They have a lot less to choose from than the books, but yeah, Jets are going for it on fourth down and dog shit. They were in field goal range. They were in field goal range, and they went for it on fourth and three. And it was a stupid fucking play. So that's fun. That's great. Fuck. Well, that does it for injury updates. That was, yeah, short and sweet, like we said. Uh, Do you have anything else that comes to mind? Uh, We are going to do running or wide receiver, um, some high-risk guys. And since there's such an abundance of wide receivers to talk about. I think maybe we'll just do like a top 20 list of the highest risk guys we think of coming at you in a couple of weeks. And I'm almost done with my research on social media and the effects on the brain and behaviors. I have pretty much all the research done. I was going to make a little PowerPoint too with it. So I'm going to do a little bit of that this weekend and hopefully I'll be I'll definitely have it for you guys before the end of August. <laughs> we can you know we can get into some uh just some some picks. Maybe give some, out a couple of futures. Some we got WCC lots of soccer going on. Or, or WWC. <laughs> it's like a pro pro wrestling um promotion there. Women's World Cup is in the elimination stages. USA squeaking by Germany with a tough out there by 
drawing South Korea by surprise, and they are kicked out. They're out of here. USA plays Sunday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern time against Sweden. Sweden is one of the um, long shot teams that I had in the beginning of this tournament as a as a contender to maybe win it all or go out first, uh, go out runner up. So they are still like 17, 20 to one at some places to win the World Cup. I don't think that's a bad bad value at all. Obviously, with England and France as the two other um, mid tier. Uh, favorites to win at like seven and nine to one. And then USA is somehow plus 240 or something like that to win the entire World Cup. They do not have their shit together. They do not look like the team of old. The changing of guard here has uh, clearly affected them. Uh, we'll see. I think Sweden is plus 230 on the money line this weekend. I, I definitely like Sweden at least. Uh, Sweden plus a half goal is like minus 150. I would put that with uh, maybe a UFC fight or something this weekend and maybe first half draw there. I, I, you know, what any, I, any, other? I have no idea what to, I'm not touching that game. I mean, you on, on paper, the U S is way more talented than anybody. They just look embarrassingly, embarrassingly bad. And uh, like Carly Lloyd said, you're, you're, hitting the post away from going home in the group stage, which is like just an absolute travesty to even think about for them. So I, I have no idea. You know, you would you would think, just based on how the teams have looked, you would think Sweden would mop the floor with them. Uh, but like I said, the U.S. is just way more talented and still favored in the game. So I don't know. I don't know what to – I mean, Sweden definitely is a better value to take that pick, but tough to bet against – yeah, I would take. I would take if I had to pick another team to win it all. I'd take France right now. They're playing Morocco. They're like minus seven hundred this weekend, so you can kind of expect them to be in the quarterfinal, and then they should still get a favorable matchup against. I think like maybe Japan or Norway, or I, I forget. I don't have. What are, what's Japan's odds? Uh, they're pretty. They're pretty long as well. They're double digits. I, that dropped away too. But yeah, if well, if um, if France wins, they'd play Australia or Denmark in the quarterfinals. Um, they're better than both of those teams, I think. Too Australia is pretty tough, and it's a home, obviously, for Australia. So, uh, yeah, e England has a little bit easier road. England plays Nigeria, and then they either play Colombia or Jamaica. And so then, you know, then they, if they win that one, then they're playing probably France or Australia in the semifinal. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would stay the hell away from the USA and I would take my, my three out of the 16 left Sweden, France, England. I think, I mean, especially if Japan's like a long shot, I think Japan's probably a good, they're one of the only teams to have won it, you know, won gold. I like it. Um, and they look great in the group stage. They do have a tough first, you know, tough round of 16 game with uh, Norway. But being long shots, I think that's pretty pretty fair. Just from the minimal uh, women's soccer knowledge that I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going all off of just, like, looking at records and tournament performance here for my takes. Uh 
and I'm trying to load. While you're loading that, let me give a, give a, give a shout out to my boy, Nick, because he, he's the one that, that brought this to my attention. One of our uh, fellow, not fellow, one of our listeners who uh, frequently engages with us on Twitter. Not frequently. Sometimes. Return to play pod on X, excuse me. Tweet us on X. (laughs) Shit's wild. Uh, A future that I really love, which kind of stinks because it's it's the odds are moving heavy towards the over. Vanderbilt football over under is three and a half wins. I think they get it easily. Vandy hadn't won an SEC game in several years. They won two last year, won five games total. Very favorable schedule this year. You, if uh, if you're a dedicated football fan, you know that the SEC is soft as hell and only plays eight conference games, which obviously makes a huge impact on their overall record and stuff because you that's seven less losses a year that your teams are going to have. Uh, Vandy with a very weak non-conference schedule. They open up Hawaii, then Alabama A&M, and then Wake Forest, and then UNLV. You got to think they're going to be heavily favored against everyone but Wake Forest. And Wake Forest is generally trash out, outside of the last couple of years where they had uh, Sam Hartman, who just transferred to Notre Dame for his final year. So Wake Forest probably not going to be very good. I think I think Vandy can can you know go there and get a dub. So you might start out the year four and zero and already hit it. If they win three of those, you only need to you only need to snag one one SEC game along the way somewhere. They got home games against Kentucky and Missouri, Auburn. So some of the SEC teams that might be lower in the table. So I'm hammering that over three and a half wins. Go go Vandy! Shout out my boy Nick. Hammer that over three and a half. Yeah, there was some buzz around that. I think last week, and uh, that like five SEC writers picked Vanderbilt to win the SEC this year. Um, you know, there's a ton of SEC beat writers. So yeah, I'm not, that, do not do not pick that. That is just outrageous. Yeah, but four four wins is easy money. I really like that sharp play. Uh, I think yeah, definitely last week of August, probably. Um, yeah, about three weeks away. We're, we'll do our uh, famous uh, seasonal seasonal picks here. Which uh, we usually do pretty well at. We we find some we find some darts, we find some bullseyes on the dartboard for y'all. Yeah, well, I'm so excited to do that. Oh, it's gonna get greasy. I think that's it. We're at we're at a half hour, and yeah, I guess real really quick. Sony, what a hashtag nope, draw of the week, and then and oh then shit, Sony. Yeah, draw of the week. Um, you know what? If I'm going to pick one of the Women's World Cup games this weekend, it's going to be USA and Sweden to to go draw. It's plus 200. And um, there's also Leagues Cup on. Uh, oh, Leagues Cup's on right now. Charlotte is tied with Cruz Azul. <laughs> Nil-nil in the 86. There you go. Is oh, this is is this knockout stage or is this the last? This is this is the knockout stage. This is round of thirty-two. Yeah. Oh wow! I might. I'm gonna have to put that on. And Miami's gonna they're gonna win the League's Cup, win the U.S. Open Cup, and then miss the MLS playoffs entirely. It's gonna be wild. But no, they look they're a completely different team. Um. So I will say, 
My other draw of the week here for League's Cup will be FC Cincinnati and Nashville SC Friday at 8 p.m. That's a plus 260 draw. That's two pretty good teams. Nashville uh, has kind of fallen off in the last month or so, uh, but this is League's Cup. So now that they know that they're kind of falling off of the MLS table, I think they would definitely have something to prove here to try to try to win a league's cup. So yeah, let's go uh, Cincinnati, Nashville, and then USA. I went to uh, the crew game Monday night versus club America. Biggest, biggest club on the continent. Uh, was not nearly as many rowdy Mexicans as I was expecting, but it was still a good time and freaking crew slaughtered them. So that was good. Minutes, minute, not minutes. Couple hours before the game, as I'm driving to Columbus, news breaks that the fucking Saudis bought Lucas Zellerayon, the crew's best player. So an undisclosed amount. I'm assuming they got a they got a fatty fatty check for him, and I, I figured they would probably have a, a plan up their sleeve, uh, which sucks because he was balling out this year, had had a chance at the MLS MVP, but they basically flipped him for uh, Diego Rossi, who was the uh, the golden boot winner in the MLS a couple of years ago. So uh, basically got the, got a very similar player who is younger, definitely tough to lose a, lose a legend, but, uh, and the crew still looked all right without him. So Columbus might still have a, have a little shot here this year, but definitely was a good time. That's my soccer story of the week. My <laughs> hashtag draw of the week. I'm going English football championship. So it's the uh, the second tier of English football. The opening uh, opening weekend here. I know. Hang on, I'm looking through this. No, I'm not picking that game. I lied. I changed my mind. I absolutely changed my mind. I'm going Coventry and Middlesbrough plus two twenty draw. Both of those teams were uh, in the in the playoff for for the final promotion spot to the Premier League and missed out. So Coventry Middlesbrough. Bounce back with a with a draw to start the season. That's my hashtag draw of the week. All right, uh, the Steelers week one have moved to plus three from two and a half as well. Interesting. Uh, they are mi- they are minus one and a half against Tampa Bay uh, in preseason here next week, and I like the Steelers. There is so much hype right now around Kenny Pickett, and I just. I just don't get it. <laughs> I, hope, I hope the dude balls out, but like, what did the dude? What did what did he do it's last true. year? Damn, every every. It's, I know, but man, they're like, oh, he's an MVP dark horse. Like, what? No, bro, no he one, threw seven touchdowns last year. No like, one's taking that seriously, but that statement. Yeah, people that's just got to have talking points to hit on. But I'm like, man, fucking Dan Orlovsky saying. Uh, Justin Fields is going to play MVP level oh, football. Yeah. Justin he's, Fields is another big one. He's a he's a douche. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I hope Kenny freaking takes a huge leap forward and balls out, but I'm not going to wager my hard earned money on it. I'll I, wager it on. I'll wager it on <laughs> soccer leagues that I know nothing about. He's my highest owned quarterback in best ball because he's because he's going, going at pick, he's, yeah. he's going well no but he's going like a pick one seventy to one eighty. Oh yeah. I'm well like, that yeah at that point yeah take a shot especially for a starting quarterback with he's going weapon. right next to Brock Purdy and Jordan Love they're they're in a bunch down there. 
So out of the three of them, I like Kenny Pickett to to have the best season out of those three, for sure. Um, I am excited for I'm excited to watch both him and Mitch preseason. Then if Mitch looks way better again, I'm gonna be like very angry on here. But if Kenny looks better, then I'm gonna be like hell yeah, Kenny's Kenny's the guy now. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will be wagering Steelers. Uh, against Bucks uh, next weekend. I am not touching any preseason game. Because um, Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask, uh, I don't think. I don't know who's playing, but uh, whatever. Uh, we'll get to that next week. We'll preview. And then real quick, uh, Sony emails me Sunday or Saturday night at like 9 p.m. automated message saying my account's been suspended for a chargeback. I had just gotten my account unsuspended a couple weeks ago for something I did dispute on my credit card and you know, whatever that was bullshit too, but I paid them back. Uh, and then I- I've had my account back for a couple weeks and now it's saying it's same thing, but I haven't made a single purchase since then, nor have I gotten like a false flag email about something I have not purchased. So $0 have been spent towards Sony. Nothing could have been charged back. I got I downloaded uh, something for free on there and I did cancel the credit card on file with my PlayStation in that time frame but it was still a free download so that should have nothing to do with my credit card on file but they gave me no details in the email then when I go to like fill out the form to ask why or like appeal it it says you've already submitted this form and I have not and it said, try, you know, some, wait 24 hours, submit this form. And I've been doing that now for five days in a row. And it says, you've already submitted a form. Please wait one to three business days uh, for, for a response and, you know, nothing. And there's no way to contact Sony support. They will not answer their live chat. They will not answer their phone during their business hours. And that's just uh, across the board on Reddit. Like everyone says that they, they just do not answer the customer support lines. So I don't know what the fuck to do. Like, and I'm paying for my monthly fucking subscription of PlayStation plus. So like, I'm going to demand, I get that, you know, tacked back on to, you know, reimburse basically for that, because this is obviously an error and is bullshit and fuck you sony and your shit ass customer support and and horse shit everything fuck you and fuck you google i had a similar experience with mgm today (laughs) my my app is being janky and i would log in and it would like process like it was logging me in but then it would just like go back to the login screen and be like you know enter your username and password like, like just what do just it was just caught in a loop so i dm them on their customer support on twitter and i'm like hey my that my freaking app is doing this and won't let me log in and they're like they're like uninstall and reinstall the app they're like that usually solves it so i did and still doing the same thing i'm like yeah that didn't work and they're like oh send us a screen recording of what's happening so i do and they're like thank you we'll we'll look into this for me for you they just completely ghosted me after that. <laughs> they just just stumped. They're like, yeah, we can't help you, bro. Just didn't even just didn't even respond after that. I'm like, all right. But then eventually I got in anyways. So their app was probably just being janky. But the bastards could have been like, hey man, 
We don't know. At least, at least tell me. At least acknowledge me after you give up. All these companies anymore. It's all shit. It's all just shitty support. They're not obviously not paying anybody. It's like as many robots possible to to do this to to give us customer support when obviously almost every customer support issue requires context and another human to process this information in which robots cannot do so um and then in the case of sony they just don't they won't even let me file an appeal uh form you know for absolutely no reason which is an error upon the error uh and then also to wrap up the lights the stadium lights went out in the hall of fame game and it's the start of the fourth quarter and I'm starting to get a little worried that they're just going to say, fuck it. Let's just call it here. <laughs> it's probably that fa- that Ferris wheel they put in, bro. Sucking up all the uh, <laughs> all the electricity. It is, it is. I don't know. You probably haven't been down that way since you left Ohio. But they've done a lot down there. They're completely, like, redoing the campus down there, making a bunch. Obviously, you got to make Canton, Ohio look somewhat more attractive. Otherwise, the NFL is probably like, hey, like make this make this city suck less or else we're going to move the Hall of Fame. And they're like, hold up, (laughs) we'll make an amusement park, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Um, You would think that. Yeah, I'm not even going to get into the can. That that place is a shithole. It it looks pretty nice around there, though. The Hall of Fame itself. Is very it, neat. It's cool. It is, yeah. it is a cool campus. There's a yeah, but it's like it's crazy how many. I mean, people come from all over to freaking go to this every year. Like they're probably like you know the hotels, hotels all, all throughout. You can't even get a hotel in Akron. Like it's you know because everything's yeah. I mean the population of Canton basically doubles for this weekend. I'm sure. And uh, it's, you imagine coming from like Cali or like you know you you you're just like a rich guy going to the hall going like just bought a week past for the hall of fame and you're yeah. like oh this is about to be cool and then it's like well you, in your free time there, you, you're in canton ohio there north canton's nice though there's some nice restaurants and stuff around there um but yeah overall yeah not a great place to be. history bro it's the birthplace of pro football yep that place in ohio northeast ohio and pennsylvania that it does bleed football there and living down here it's it's different uh, it's definitely different. So, all right. We have gone on way too long now. Now we're up to 45-minute episodes. So, shit. Uh, 45 minutes of pretty much nothing. Of nothing, yeah. yeah. Season's, season's starting soon, folks. Well, we got, we're going to have actual, like, real freaking info to give you. Yep. And, Next week and, should be good. And terrible gambling picks. Yep. All right. Well, enjoy the enjoy the last weekend without – preseason football on and you know make sure you're you're getting in all your last minute chores done and and getting your your ducks in a row so you can sit on your butt and watch football every weekend for the next seven months or something like that and above all stay healthy america